Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hi, this is Laurel, and welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks, a podcast where we're talking about how to make money. Everyone wants more money. The other parts of the conversation are how do you keep it, how do you invest it, and how do you use an integrated wealth team to get really, really ninja strategic results. So uh, every week, I have an extraordinary guest that shares with you how to make or keep or invest money. And uh, the call to action, those of you, as you listen to the podcast, go to asklaurel.com, A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L. And there you can ask any question, make a request, and uh, my team interacts with that every day, all day long. So we can uh, get right back to you and help you. So today I have an extraordinary guest. Just met him. Um, I know we're going to be fast friends, but I just met him like a week ago at an event. And uh, he has the Underdog Empowerment podcast and a great following on marketing and how to help you make some money. So Zach Babcock, welcome to uh, Laurel's World Money Talks. Thank you, Laura. I'm excited to be here. And uh, by the way, you absolutely crushed it on stage last week. So I'm really excited to be a part of this. <laughs> it's fun, huh? Yeah. So tell me a little bit, tell our listeners or our listeners from all over the world, you have a, a, an interesting backstory, I'm going to say. So start with your backstory of how you arrived with a great brand, Underdog Empowerment. We'll get to that uh, secondarily. Tell us yeah. about you. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's why I'm really passionate about the the underdog community, the underdog entrepreneur. I spent over five years, over half a decade of my life in prison from being a knucklehead growing up, getting heavily involved in drugs. And I, I went to prison for four years flat. Um, and when I came home, you know, that's a long story in itself. You know, I finally, you know, went through some th- things in there where I finally became my own man, where I didn't need to be accepted by other people and meet their standards, where I could literally just stand on my own and be okay with who I am and not worry about fitting in with other people. But when I came home, I got a job at a bar and grill. It was really tough to find any, any job. And then I got a, hired at a clothing store and I got promoted right away. I sold 3000 The whole store did 9000 in one day. It's my first day on. They gave me a promotion. So I put in my two weeks at the bar and grill where I was, you know, I had some stability in my life. And then two days after that, they let me know that they're terminating me for being a convicted felon. So uh, instead of just, you know, keeping my chin up, searching for other opportunity, I threw a pity party, you know, just feeling sorry for myself, became an alcoholic. And I went back to prison for eight months. And that was uh, 20 days before my twin sons were born. And uh, that was it for me. That was the moment in my life. You know, I I literally woke up in that cell to to learn that I was going to miss the birth of my children. And I said, no more excuses. Uh, You know, it's time to go, go make things happen. And um, I ended up doing eight months. I came home. I got involved in entrepreneurship about two months after getting out because I got introduced to a, it's funny, I got introduced to a home-based business opportunity network marketing. At the time, I didn't know what a pyramid scheme was. So you couldn't scare me off with that word. But I did that for about two years, but then I lost my passion for it completely. And I just started feeling like it just wasn't my true calling. So I made the jump into coaching and it hasn't been a fairy tale, but uh, it's been a lot of bumps in the road, but I've enjoyed every minute of it because I'm really living my passion and purpose now with serving the underdog community. So let's just jump into like what your business now does. I mean, you do a lot of marketing, help engage, you know, content and find audiences. So let's start with you. How do you identify your ideal audience? 
Yeah, that, that's definitely key. Number one, uh, w- when I first started coaching, I was like, I'm a personal development coach for entrepreneurs. And uh, it, was, it was a complete dud. Uh, no, I wasn't attracting anyone. It wasn't specific. And then I, I, I was like, okay, I'm a goal achievement coach for entrepreneurs. And that was, that was <laughs> that one. Right. It was a complete dud too. And I was like, literally just like bashing my head into the wall. It felt like just trying to figure out how to connect with an audience. And it wasn't until I started doing what I call the marketing homework, where I started studying my audience. What are their core needs? What are their core desires? What are their core values and their worldviews? And it wasn't until I got crystal clear on exactly what it is they wanted and needed and the problems they were facing and what kind of values they had and how and what kind of mindsets they had. That's when I was able to start, you know, attracting your ideal audience. So what I like to do, uh, some practical steps that you could take away from that is to make out some, they call them customer avatars, our, our customer profiles, make out three to five customer profiles and actually fill these out of those questions. And uh, a real pro tip is if you don't have any clients right now, you can ask your existing clients, but if you don't have any, ask someone that you would actually like to work with and be straight up and be like, Hey, look, you're the exact type of person that I would love to work with. I'm not asking to work with you, but if you could, I would like to ask you some questions so that I can start attracting more people like yourself into my business. Is that okay? And and of course, more than likely, I mean, if they're a good person, they're going to, they're going to fill out those questions for you. So that's a good way to go about it. That's awesome. Cause I think too many people have that. They're like, I'm going to say 10 or 20% off. And I just totally appreciate your beginning bumps, right? Because so many people try to figure that out. And uh, sounds like you've got great runway. So once you have your audience, let's talk about your compelling offer. Like what makes an offer move an audience um, that wants to buy, willing to buy and actually get their credit card out? Definitely. Yeah. Then that's the key important. Like you can't craft a compelling offer if you don't know your ideal audience's core problems and needs first. So after you finish that first step, you know, what makes the offer compelling is it's just two things. It's, it's got to be relevant and resonant. And what I mean by that, the offer has to be relevant to their core needs or, you know, it has to solve their problems and help them achieve their goals. And then it also has to be resonant to their core values and the worldviews, like your message. Now, I'll give an example here. If you're the type of person that values integrity and honesty and doing things the right way, but you also want to be successful and reach six and seven figures in your business. And uh, I have this offer that'll help you reach those numbers. It'll help you reach your goals and solve your problems. But my message is like, oh, uh, you could just be deceptive. It's all about making the sale. Who cares? You know, you just got to do what you got to do to make this sale. That's not going to be resonant to their worldviews and to their core values. So it has to be relevant and resonant. Awesome. So talk about resonant. I mean, because I, I like that. It's a new term. I have heard all the digital marketers speak of it. So what's your feedback, I guess, on the resonance? Because they get their credit card out. Is it that simple? <laughs> yeah. So in you craft your offers, you know, so say the person, it, it depends on what your audience wants, but like, say they're trying to make more money and they, you know, they value integrity, honesty, and, uh, you know, hard work and grit and tenacity. And I'll use my audience here for an example, like the uh, underdog entrepreneur that's currently in the three to four to five figure range. And they're trying to get their business to six and seven figures. You know, I have the, the offers, the program that helps them walk through that steps to, to scale to get to that point but the messaging you know it has to it has to vibe with them like me with this tribe with, with the underdog empowerment tribe they're more of like the gritty the uh you know go out and make things happen everybody's doubting them got all the odds stacked against you it's got to excite them and it's got to resonate with their uh core values they value hard work and proven 
people wrong that said that they can't do it. So you got to, you know, craft your content that you put out there. And that's, uh, you know, one of the other steps that we get into as well. So when you like create a customer experience, right? Cause that's really what you're doing. You're creating a customer experience of them going through your system to create success for them. I'll call it, you know, say it that way. What are some of the, the more tactics inside of the offer, right? So you take them on a customer journey. What are some of the tactics to uh, create that and really nail it? Yeah, definitely. So uh, that's a uh, part of what I call it. it's like you said, the customer journey relationship path, you know, there's a whole bunch of terms for it. But so what I like to do is, you know, there's a, like a traditional, a lot of people heard like the traditional Ascension model or value ladder, you know, where you get somebody to opt in for your free offer, like a lead magnet. It's like a PDF or some type of worksheet you give away, or it could be a webinar. It could be a quiz. However you gather that email, um, you know, that's your free offer. And then you have your follow-up emails. Obviously you got to follow up. You're not going to make a lot of sales. And then it leads them to, you know, your introductory offer over time and you're sending them emails and you send them up to like your core offer, which might be like a $2,000 product or whatnot. And then you keep us sending them up and eventually, you know, ideally, like if you're like a coach or like a, a consultant or, or something like that, you would want like your one-on-one coaching towards the end because that's the highest you could possibly serve someone. And it requires the most, uh, you know, your time, you're trading time for money at that point. So you would charge, you know, a premium fee for that, for that offer. So what I like to do though, is a little bit different. It's what's worked for me in my business is... Obviously, it's it's just like the traditional Ascension model, but I call it the relationship funnel where you get them in for your free offer, where you're putting out your free content and you get the email. And then I skip the introductory offer and go straight for the core offer. And the reason why is because there's, there's a lot of people that are ready to jump on your program now that are ready for what you have to offer. And by going to that, you know, a lot of people are ready to actually purchase that offer. And the ones that don't, that's okay. You could downsell them to your introductory offer, which is usually under $200. And then you can begin to send them back up your, your value ladder, essentially. And after they go through the core offer, you know, if, if some people are also ready to go straight for your premium or supplemental offers, you know, your one-on-one. So that's how I like to break it down. I notice it works faster than like a traditional value ladder where you just walk them and send them slowly through time up your value ladder. So what's the main problem the underdog entrepreneurs you know, run into? So when you, if I ask you just, Zach, what's the one problem you solve? What is that? One of the main problems that underdog entrepreneurs run into is a lot of us think that you need all the resources right now to get started, which, yeah, you do need to have a team in place. You do need to have money. You do need to have uh, networks and connections, but you don't need that to get started. The main thing that us underdog entrepreneurs, we have that grit and that tenacity is we're resourceful. So if you just get started and put these things in place, like obviously if you're starting from scratch with no money and stuff like you're, you're not going to you know be able to have a whole team for business operations, you know, so that way you're Obviously, you want to you want to be the business owner where you're working on your business versus the business operator where you're working inside your business. But you know, if you're just getting started, you might have to do a little bit of that in the beginning. But as soon as you can get those teams in place, yeah. But it's just uh, you know thinking that you need all the resources right away before you even get started. The key is just getting started. And so I'm going to take a little tangent off to the side because a lot of folks, you know, they're listening to this saying, you know, I, I understand the funnels. I love your advice of just going for the core offer because I go for the big tickets pretty early in as well. Because somebody wants to work with me. I mean, you saw my presentation. They want to work with me. They're going to, they don't care what it costs. Like they're just going to do it. 
So I love that, that you actually jump further and then backed out. That's I'm very similar in that advice to my clients as well, our tribe. But let's talk about like when people hear, you know, build a funnel, build the process, the offer, a few things come up. A, what technology do you use? And B, how the heck do you get the copy written in a converting way? So two big, big distinctive questions. Yeah, definitely. So the uh, to answer the first one, the technology, I personally love using ClickFunnels. In my opinion, it's uh, the most robust uh, marketing software. I mean, it does. You can host webinars in there. You can gather emails. You can send out emails in there. You can make sales in there, integrate with Stripe. There's on and on and on. It's a great software. And uh, I love uh, following uh, Russell Brunson's content as well. So that's what I use. It's like almost like a one-stop shop for most of my marketing efforts, obviously, there's a few other softwares that I use that help uh, save time and uh, speed up the process. What are some uh, of those? Yeah. I'm, so like I'm on YouTube. So I use like uh, TubeBuddy, which is a awesome software tool that helps me like find keywords to target. And obviously, I got other people taking care of this for me now. But early on, I was doing this all this myself. And you can find keywords to rank your videos. You know, there's a uh, Dropbox for your team is what I use to outsource so I can upload all my files and they have uh, docs where I can build out checklists showing people the process of how to create the content and getting it published on time and also assign tasks through that. What else are some other tools that I use? A whole bunch, honestly, uh, Photoshop, you know, for like graphic design and stuff. Also, they have Canva, which is a more dumbed down version of Photoshop, more simpler to use, easier for the non-techie person. Awesome. Now, let's get to the big one. How do you write copy? Do you hire a copywriter? Do you just speak and get damn good at it? Like, how does that happen? Because that's always a big stopping block for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's the most important thing. I mean, think about it. Copy is everything on the internet. It's all through words. Even videos start out with, you know, it's through words. It's how do you get somebody to pull out their credit card and purchase your products? I'm fortunate enough that I'm like not an expert copywriter, but I'm pretty good at like, but I hire people now. Big shout out to Mitch Miller. Like he is like a rock star copywriter, uh, makes multi-millions every quarter of the year. And it's all through in organic traffic. Like he's literally, in my opinion, really awesome. But uh, definitely I would hire out somebody that if you're not a good copywriter, if you don't have the funds, because a lot of copywriters can charge a premium price because it's very valuable what they offer. I would study the greatest copywriters. Like I, w- I would go through like Russell Brunson's courses and, and, and start learning like, you know, what makes, uh, you know, something compelling that people want to pull out their credit cards and actually buy your offer and just really hit on the emotions. Cause when people are writing copy, they start talking about all the features and what their product or service does. And, and nobody really cares about that. Like if you go and buy a Ferrari, more likely you're buying it for status and to go fast. And if the guy's like talking about a spark plug, like you don't really care about that. You care about how good it looks and what it's going to make you feel like driving and how fast it goes. So that's the emotion Talk about the emotions of what paint the picture of what it will be like if they don't have your product or service and paint the picture of what their life would look like with your product and service. Oh, interesting. All right. I mean, I might have to, you know, borrow your copyright after, you know, text me your friend, Mitch, because that's always just a big, big problem. Now, while we're on some of the tactics, talk about the video and the production quality. Like, what's your opinion on that? Does it have to be big green screen room or it can be more organic when folks are putting together, they're just, you know, straight up videos. 
Yeah. So like when I got started out, I used to think like, oh, you had to have the most top end green screen and all that stuff. Right. And, and quality production does make a difference and it, and it will, you know, increase the, uh, the perceived value of your brand. But, um, you know, I shoot my video now with a Nikon D5300, which I got for 500 bucks on Amazon. And it's really simple to use. I mean, there might be a learning curve if you've never used a DSLR before, but you can shoot content on your iPhone. You can even buy one of those cool little, uh, I forget what they call them, but the things that hook on your camera, like a lens. Yeah, the lens for under a hundred bucks and get nice video. It doesn't have to be top end. The, the, the main thing about content it's the actual, is the content good? Is what are you, what are you talking about? And is it really helping solve a problem or reach a desired outcome of your ideal audience? And if your content is good, you're going to attract the right people into your tribe and be able to, you know, sell them on your products and services. Awesome. So if you had to give advice right now, you've been on one heck of a journey and, you know, finding your path to success. If you could go back to the beginning and wish somebody would have given you this advice, what would you tell them now? Most definitely it would be, uh, don't compare your chapter one to someone's chapter 26. And, uh, when I first uh, started in this, like I looked up and I still do Gary Vaynerchuk's awesome, but I would compare where he's at right now to where I'm at. And it would make me feel inferior. And I'd be like, well, why am I not there yet? Well, this guy has been putting in the work consistently for years upon years upon years. And I'm just getting started out. And I'm trying to compare myself to someone like Gary Vaynerchuk. You know, obviously, anytime you compare yourself to anyone other than yourself, you're going to feel inferior or like you don't, you're not going to match up in some way, shape or form, no matter what. So I don't compare myself to anybody else anymore other than the person that I was yesterday. And as long as I'm getting at least a half a percent better each day, then I'm cool with that. That's awesome. So those that are listening, what's your advice on, um, you know, I teach this concept called your fastest path to cash. So if you could uh, give some advice on, you know, folks in their fastest path to cash, what would you tell them? Just go out there and do it. Figure out, you got to know who your ideal audience is. Figure out their core needs, problems, desires, values, all that. Get crystal clear on that. Do the marketing homework. It might take a few days to get this out. And I mean, if you're really a go-getter, you can go get that done in a few hours. Get exactly clear on who it is you serve and what specific problem you solve for them and, and desired outcomes you help them reach. Once you get that, boom, start crafting out your programs, products, services, whatever you have, and start going and hitting the mar- marketplace. You're obviously going to make a bunch of mistakes along the way. We all do. And if anybody says they don't, then they're lying through their teeth. Uh, <laughs> you just got to go out and do it and learn through trial and error and get clear on who it is you serve and what specific problems you uh, solve for them. Absolutely. So do you actually bring people into live workshops or are you making the majority of your revenue online? All of it's online, but after seeing these events that I would definitely have to hire someone to do that because that is a headache through all the uh, getting all that together for the live events. Like, oh my God, I, I got mad respect for people that put together events, but that is something I definitely want to do in the future. It was awesome getting to share the stage with you. Uh, I mean, we weren't speaking at the same time at that event, but it was really awesome. That I could say, hey, I was on stage. Uh, I shared the same stage with Laura Langmire, so that was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So um, do you have a place that you'd like to send people to learn more about you, get it, uh, an offer, learn how to work with you? Yeah, absolutely. Just keep it simple. Um, everything's on underdogempowerment.com. You know, if you want to check out the podcast there, that's there. If you want to check me out on any social media, that's there. Our Facebook group, it's all under underdogempowerment.com. Awesome. And those of you that are listening to Laurel's Rural Money Talks, our call to action is go to Ask Laurel, A-S-K-L-O-R-A-L. 
and just putting your name, phone number, email, uh, ask a question. You can ask it of myself, of Zach, any of our uh, guests that I've had on our podcast series, or just make a request and say, you know, I just want to talk to Zach directly. I want to talk to, you know, somebody about this because you need help with money. So uh, again, go to asklaurel.com and we have a regular series where I answer all those thousands of questions per month. So stay tuned for that. And uh, Zach, any uh, last words to our listening audience from all over the world? Thank you so much for having me. It's been awesome to come on here and serve this audience. I mean, you're doing incredible things, Laurel. Uh, I mean, you blew me away for your presentation and uh, I love everything that you have going on. So thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. And those of you listening, this is uh, Laurel's Real Money Talks. We'll be back next week, same time, same channel, and um, pass our podcast around to those of you that like it. Have downloads Laurel's Real Money Talks on uh, any app store as well as iTunes. When they're out there, they'll also see my app, which is also called Ask Laurel. So stay tuned as the app continues to develop and our communication will be uh, more and more through that channel. So we'll talk to you all soon. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.